So uh, Malachi chapter 3, and I want to talk to you this morning about living in the blessing. Amen? We are commanded to live in the blessing. And I want to tell you, your tithe protects and causes your seed to grow. Your tithe is not that seed. The tithe protects the seed and causes it to go to grow. Amen. Harvest comes from the seed. Multiplication comes from the seed. Amen. It doesn't come from the tithe. And I'm going to show you right now. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Hallelujah. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, everybody say, if you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Everybody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The tithe is a blessing of God that guarantees your land to be fruitful. Amen. See, as a tither, you celebrate this. You rejoice in this because these promises belong to you. The Bible says, if you do. So the choice is yours. If you do these things, God promises these things. Every... um, Every blessing of God, every promise in the word of God always has something that you have to do. Nobody wants to hear that. The blessing of God comes with a condition. It says, if you do... If you believe, if you call, so there's something that we have to do, amen? We have to believe God in every situation. See, the blessing of God is commanded, but you must obey what the word of God says to obey. And see, we, we, we have a hard time with this. The rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, I'm doing all these things. And what did Jesus tell him? Sell everything that you have and give to the poor. But there was a heart condition. There was something in his heart that would not allow him to do that. He could have become the next great disciple of Jesus, another apostle. But see, the the material things of this world had his heart. He was following the rules and regulations, but his heart never belonged to him. Because when your heart belongs to Jesus, you have no problem giving. Because he gave it all. 
He gave it all. And so you have to check your heart. Because if, if something has you, then God no longer has your heart. And so he'll challenge you in giving. But I want to talk to you this morning about the tithe. Because there's some great things happening when he says, I will open up the windows of heaven. See, this is what the tithe does. It causes open heaven. Open heaven causes the rain to come in its season. Y'all are getting excited. This excites me. (laughs) I was rejoicing preparing this. Open heaven causes the rain to fall upon your land. Whatever was dying now comes back to life. God sends the rain to cause things to come back to life and to grow. How awesome is that? You know, I have a confession. I don't water my lawn. (laughs) And so it continually is dying on me. You know, it's, and (laughs) I'll see my neighbor's lawn and it's nice and green and the other side is nice and green and mine's just like, it's dying. But when God sends the rain, everything comes back to life. Even the seeds that I planted for flowers years ago begin to come out. See, something happens when the rain begins to fall. The seeds that you thought were dead begin to give fruit. The rains will cause that to come upon your life. See, there are things that you thought died. There are seeds that you planted that you thought will never give fruit. But guess what? When God sends the rains, those things that were dead become alive again. Amen? See, this is what the tithe, your prayers cannot open the heavens. The tithe opens up the heavens. It's an obedience to the word of God. We can't do it our way and expect God's results. We got to do it God's way in order to have his results. Yeah, people don't want to hear this, but this, this is truth. This is truth. This is what changed my life. This is what changed so many of your lives. Hallelujah. And we don't have the screens today, so you're going to have to open up your Bibles or open up your Bible app, whatever you have. But go with me to Isaiah 58, verse 11. Hallelujah. It says, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry. And restoring your strength, you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will never be dry. Even when it feels like you're alone, like nothing's happening, like you feel distant, all you have to realize is because you are a tither, the windows, the access to heaven is open and you have free reign, amen? The rains will come when you need it. It will restore strength unto you. 
You don't have to be broken. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to give up because you have access to heaven. Open heavens. The rain will come when you need it. Hallelujah. I'm teaching you this morning. The next promise that he gives us is he will pour out a blessing, not blessings, a blessing that will overflow. The overflowing blessing of God. Blessing, you know, some people hear that and they think a million dollars is going to fall on their lap and that's the blessing. That can be a curse for many of you. We're not talking about finances here. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the blessing of God, of living in the blessing. Many times you hear blessing and you think, oh, it's just money. No, it goes beyond money, amen? Money's just a piece of paper, but God gives me something that I cannot buy with that paper, amen? He gives me those rains when I need it. He causes those dead things to come alive again, amen? He causes peace in my heart. He causes love to overflow, you have access to all of this because you obey the word of God. So the blessing of God is God's grace upon your life, his favor upon your life. See, if you do, then you will have. It's not hard. Amen. So there's a blessing that not only blesses your life, but it blesses those around you. See, the overflow, guess what happens when you fill a cup to overflow? It begins to wet those things that are around that cup. You are like a cup. When the blessing of God is commanded upon your life, you begin to overflow. And in that overflow, those that are around you begin to be blessed because you are blessed. You can only give what you have. If you don't have peace, you cannot give peace. If you don't have love, you cannot give love. But because you have open heaven, you have access to everything that you need. So there's a blessing that is commanded upon your life. And it's not just material things. That's great. God wants to bless you with new cars and houses and clothes and all that stuff. That's great. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you the best. You're his child. What father wants his children to be broke and in poverty? That's not a good father, but we have a good father, amen? He wants to pour out not only material wealth, spiritual wealth, to be blessed spiritually, physically, mentally, socially, and we've taught you well. Amen. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Deuteronomy 28. This is the blessing for obedience. Verse 1, it says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children, everybody say children, children. and your crops, hallelujah, will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but the Lord will scatter, the, scatter from you in seven the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses. Everybody say storehouses. That's the overflow. <laughs> With grain. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he has given you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would, he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you, give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send, what? Rain at the proper time for his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will, be, you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Hallelujah. That's the commanded blessing upon your life. Amen. Y'all excited? I mean, this is what God said he will do. If you obey his word, it does not work if you don't obey his word. Hallelujah. Number three is God guards your seed. He rebukes the devourer for your sake. The seed you sow will be divinely protected by God to produce for you. How awesome is that, that when you sow a seed, you are guaranteed a harvest. There is nothing that God does not see. He sees it all. He knows it all. 
There's some things, some seeds that you've sown that you're believing God for that mighty harvest. I want to tell you right now, it's coming. Do not give up on the seeds you've sown because God is the one who causes it to grow. Number four, it says, your fruit will not fall or die before it's time. You will be fruitful. Look at your neighbor and say, you will be fruitful. Your seed will produce. And the very last thing, it's nations will call you blessed. People will see your life and they will know that the hand of God is upon your life. You are not meant to fit into everybody else, like everybody else, act like everybody else. No, you are set apart by God. Amen. When the hand of God is upon you, you cannot be like everybody else. There is something different about the children of God that believe in the word that he has spoken. The problem is, do we believe? Because I just gave you word. See, there's some truths that people cannot come and steal from you. Nobody's forcing you to give. Nobody's telling you, hey, you got to do this. I am simply showing you what the word of God says. It is up to you to do it. But I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago that I want the blessing of God upon my life. And because I want the blessing of God upon my life, then I need to do what the word of God says to do. I can pray till I'm blue in the face, but unless I'm doing what the word of God says to do, I won't have the results it says I can have. Hallelujah. This, I think the last year, early last year, the Lord was really challenging me. Because we've been, you know, my husband and I, we've been tithers since we got married. That was just something that we never compromised in at all. <clears throat> and we were blessed. We were blessed. But I never really stepped into that overflow. And I would say, Lord, I'm doing what your word says to do. And, you know, all, you know I'm doing everything. And then the Lord spoke to me as clear as day. He said, I, I multiply the seed. And so I began to judge myself. Okay, I'm, I'm tithing. I'm doing, but I don't have seed in the ground. Because I had sown seed in the past. But how many of you know when the word of God says he provides seed to the sower, sowing is a continual action. A giver gives. A sower sows. And so it was a continual action that I needed to do. And this past year, the Lord, you know, I, I told the Lord, I want to see that overflow. I, I don't want to live in just enough. I need to see the multiplication in my life. I need to see what your word says that can be mine. And so I, I began to, to just say, Lord, 
I'm going to sow seed continually. And the seed is something that God places in your heart to do. And so I began just to, to sow seed and sow seed and sow seed. Some of it was, was material things. Other was financial. Others were just different things the Lord told me to give. But I was obedient in the giving. And so I'm going to tell you, this past, these past several months, there has been an overflow. God has just been doing what he promised to do. And it wasn't, see, his word never changed. I had to change something in me. His word, when it goes out, it produces. It changes your life. But you have to accept the word. And here's the thing. Sometimes we hear the voice of God, but we ignore it. We don't want to hear the things that we need to change. We just want the good stuff. Just encourage me. Tell me everything's going to be fine. You know, tell me all about the blessing, but don't tell me what I have to do. Hallelujah. Y'all are making me sweat a little bit up here. But I'm going to keep going. <laughs> See, there has to come this place where you are tired of living paycheck to paycheck, where there's not enough, because God knows how to send the ravens to feed you when you are in hiding, when it seems like there's not enough. God knows how to speak to people, people that are obedient to his word, to come and pour a blessing upon you. How many times has God said, hey, go give that person some shoes? And you look at them and you say, oh, they're fine, they got enough shoes. You miss out on the seed being planted. I, I, I'm going to take it. So I'm going to share a story with you all. So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I had really wanted this ring. And it was a certain stone. It was like a purplish stone. And I had told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to have that one day, right? And I would just, you know, I would say it and I would, you know, confess it. And, you know, one day my husband bought it for me and surprised me with it. And I was so happy. And, you know, I put it on and I came to church and uh, I was sitting down and the Lord said, give it to the person behind you. <sighs> I said, is that you, Lord? You know, get thee behind me, Satan. This is what I prayed for. You're not taking it from, you know, all these thoughts came into my head. And, and I heard it again. And I said, hmm, you know, service, I'm having this battle in service. You know, just like, okay, Lord, but this is what I've wanted. This, you blessed me with it. Why, you know, and he said it a third time and that was it. And so it was towards the end of the service. And I said, okay, Lord, if you really want me to give it to her, then, you know, you're going to put her right before I walk out. And so I hadn't seen her towards the end of service. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't the Lord. It's okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm trying to sneak out quickly. And there she is right at the door when I'm about to leave. So I, I'm like, you know, I just, I knew, I knew 
And so I took off my ring and I just said, the Lord said I needed to give you this. And it was precious to me. You know, it not, might not have been as fancy and all that. It was precious to me because I stood and I believed God for it. And so he answered. And so when, me, when I gave it, it was like a, like a, a tearful offering here, you know, to the Lord because it hurt. But I would rather be obedient to God. And so I planted that ring, and she was so blessed. And, you know, I just, I, I never thought about it again. I just knew that it was the Lord that told me to speak. So year after year, I'm going to tell you, almost all the jewelry I have has been given to me by the Lord. Because of one seed that I gave in obedience. I have not bought rings. I have not bought earrings. No, God just sends people. The Lord said to give you this. But if I wouldn't have planted that seed, I would not have received the multiplication. Amen. See, it's better to obey. Because in your obedience to God, there is a blessing far greater than you can ask, think, or imagine. It's not about the stuff. It's not about what you think you want. When God has your heart, he can have it all. There is nothing that you hold back from God. You think you're losing something, but you're not losing anything. You are gaining something so much greater. See, God wants to bless his children to be a blessing to the nations. How will we send the evangelist? How will we send the word out to this world if his people are broken and hurt and, and have no, nothing? He wants to bless the work of your hands. He is raising up a generation that will trust and believe God, that will not look at what's in their pocket, but will say, Lord, everything that I have belongs to you. Tell me where to give. Tell me where to sow, because I want my money to be used for the gospel. Amen. See, when you invest in the kingdom of God, it is God who gives you the reward. And some of you have been asking God, speak to me, speak to me. He's waiting for you to obey the last thing he told you to do. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, I can talk about all this because I've been there. I, I've been there where I'm fighting God about something and, you know, he's He's silent. He's silent because I haven't obeyed the last thing he told me to do. I can't get to there without taking a step like he told me to. You are his child. He's a good, good father. He wants to bless the work of your hands. But he doesn't want the blessing to have you. He wants your heart completely. He wants to use you. He wants to pour a blessing on you. When, they, when he says, give, you have no problem giving. Amen. This isn't my main message. <laughs> just, just teaching a little bit. Because, see, you, you're not meant to be broken. 
Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to live in poverty. He took poverty on that cross. When people say, you know what, you're a Christian, you shouldn't be driving that, you shouldn't be having that. Oh, that's a lie from the pit of hell because my father owns all the gold and all the silver, amen? And he's a good father that wants to give it to me. He wants you blessed. He wants you blessed. See, a lot of times we allow people that know nothing about God to come and tell us how to live for God. Really, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Because the truth of the word of God has to get in you. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go with me to Luke 6:38. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Those are principles of God. Amen? They're principles of God. They do not change. Jesus said this. So you have to be wise in what you give. You give criticism. Expect to receive criticism. But not only the same way you, you gave it. It will be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You want to sit there and judge other people? Expect judgment on yourself. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will receive. If you don't like your harvest, begin to change your seed. Some of you say, well, you know, my, my husband or my wife just treats me so bad. Change your seed. Don't base it on how they're treating you. Base it on what the word says to do. Amen? So we have this amazing promise as a tither. We have these amazing promises. But the Bible says, if you do, you can only step into the promises of God if you do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, almost every sacrificial seed the Lord tell, told us to give changed the course of our life. My husband has shared many times on the seed, you know, that we sowed this vehicle. We were all excited, you know, because we had paid it off. 
I mean, you know that's freedom. <laughs> Completely paid off, and, you know, we're celebrating when we're young, and, when you know, when you're, when you're young, <laughs> hallelujah, you do a lot of things you're not supposed to do. And the gray hairs are truly wisdom. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when you start seeing a gray hair, it's because you learned your lesson. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, were, we had so much debt. So to give a car was a sacrifice for us. It's like, what are we going to do? But nonetheless, we heard what God said. It didn't make sense here, but it made sense here. In the spirit, we heard God. And, you know, he spoke, God spoke to him, but he spoke to me too. Because God will never bring division in a marriage. And the married couple say, <laughs> I saw some of you going like this to your, <laughs> God had already been speaking to me about it as I was sitting in service. And so when, when he came out, my immediate words were, do it. Do it. And then I thought, what did I just say? <laughs> you know, your mind will tell you. <laughs> but we knew we heard God, and that really just changed the course of our life. God took us out for a season. He had a servant, a ministry in Florida. You know, we went to Bible school. God just did a work in us that when we came back, we were not the same. The tithe will protect the seed. God is the one who provides seed to the sower. And you might say today, you know, I don't have anything. I don't, you know, believe that God's going to provide a seed for you. Because it says he provides seed to the sower, not to the one who eats it, to the one who sows it. And so we got to get our seed in the ground. We have to continually sow the seed so that we can get the harvest. Amen? It's a guaranteed harvest. Amen? It is not you who causes the growth. It is God who causes the growth. It's a great revelation when you understand it. There's no more worry. There's no more stress. You're living in the blessing of God continually. I had told the Lord, um, not last year, what year are we in, 2017, uh, I stopped counting, just like birthdays, I stopped counting after a while, but I had told the Lord, I want to be the one who sends the evangelist, I want to be the one who, who establishes a new work, I use me, Lord, bless the work of my hands so that I can fund your kingdom. Because we're living in a time where the word needs to be preached more than ever. The preachers need to preach, amen? The preachers, guess who's the preacher? You are. You need to go out and tell about the goodness of God everywhere you go. If it's good enough for you, then it's good enough for others. If you've been saved, healed, delivered, set free, then why are you holding it back? Begin to tell others about the goodness of God. When you start talking about the goodness of God, the words just begin to flow because it's out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth begins to speak. And when you're full of his goodness, guess what comes out? Whew, it's good. Hallelujah. 
Well, hallelujah. Let's get our tithe and offering ready. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Understand what you're doing is holy. It's holy. 